Welcome to Living Orthodoxy, an invitation to a deeper life in Christ. Living Orthodoxy is the parish podcast of St. Philip Orthodox Church in Souderton, Pennsylvania. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, glory to Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, we've just heard the most radical message in the entire gospel. Jesus has told us to love our enemies. He must not know that intolerable person at work. Or maybe he doesn't know some of my relatives. You know, there's a Christian satire site on the internet called the Babylon Bee. I don't know if you know it. But they recently had a headline that said that Jesus' Twitter account had been suspended because he had tweeted, love your enemies. And the outrage over this apparently was related to him not showing sufficient hatred to people that are known to be bad. Are we really to take this commandment literally, or is this just some kind of literary hyperbole? In fact, love for your enemies is exactly what Jesus means, and he spells it out. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same, but you love your enemies. These radical words are at the very heart of what it means to follow Jesus. And how do we deal with our enemies? We fight back. We use angry words. Maybe we don't use any words at all. We decide to punish them with the silent treatment. Or maybe we boycott them. Personally, I'm most dangerous when I know I'm right, when I have the facts on my side and I am confident of my case. That's when I can really let loose. I am absolutely sure that I'm right and you're wrong. Well, that might be how I deal with enemies. How did Jesus deal with his enemies? The scriptures say that he kept silent before an unjust group of accusers who were bearing false witness against him. He was convicted unjustly at a kangaroo trial and nailed to a cross. And yet all the while, he was able to pray, Father, forgive them. God is merciful and he forgives his enemies. The holy martyrs too imitate Christ by praying for them for the forgiveness of those who are killing them. That's what's distinctive about Christian martyrdom as compared to other people who might die for a belief or be murdered or executed. The difference with Christian martyrs is that they pray for the forgiveness of those who are killing them. And whenever we're able to reconcile with one of our enemies, we too can exhibit this perfect love of God. But those who crucified Christ are not God's only enemies. Paul says in Romans 5 that we ourselves were God's enemies. And how did he treat us? Paul says, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. God responded to us, his enemies, not with anger, but with love, reconciling us to himself by the death of his son. And if we're united to him, we can and must reconcile with our enemies. You know, there's a story told at St. Tikhon's monastery 
of a woman who was preparing to take her children to church one morning, and she told them that they were going there because that's where we go to meet God. And when they arrived, one of the young children went up to one of the old monks with his flowing white beard, and he looked at him and said, are you God? And the monk said, no, no, I'm not. And the child was disappointed, and he thought about it for a second and said, well, have you seen God? And the monk said, why, yes, I have. And the boy said, well, what does he look like? And the monk said, he looks a lot like you. Now, it may be easy for us to see God in the face of a little innocent child in whose image he was created. But it's much more difficult for us to find the image of God and try to love our enemy. We might say, well, maybe Jesus can love his enemies, but I can't, it's too hard. It's impossible. And you're right, for us, it is impossible. But today's epistle shines a little light on how this commandment is to be fulfilled. The epistle says, brethren, it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels to show that the transcendent power belongs to God and not to us. The power to love our enemies does not come from us. It's the transcendent power of God, the same God who with a single word from his mouth was able to create light out of darkness. That's the God that shines in our hearts. We have the treasure in earthen vessels. At Matins, we heard the Psalm verse, he knows our frame. He remembers that we're just dust. He knows that the commandment to love our enemies is impossible for us as mere creatures made out of dust. But Jesus himself became one of these earthen vessels, just as we are, in order that we too could become like him, earthen vessels, but filled with the transcendent glory of God. This ability of our earthen vessel to contain God is what in fact separates us from the entire rest of the created order. And that's what makes us truly human in all its fullness. Now we've been speaking about loving enemies that are external to us, other people that we perceive as our enemies even though they're created in the image of God. And Jesus tells us not to fear those enemies that can kill our body, but rather fear the one that can destroy our soul. They're internal enemies to us, and those are our true enemies, the ones that can destroy our soul, our lust, our pride, our jealousy, our selfishness, and our anger. It's those internal enemies that try to convince us that human enemies, or even trying to love those human enemies, will hurt us, when in fact loving enemies is the godlike response. Our internal enemies are very hard at work inside of us trying to destroy us from within. But as we learn to listen prayerfully to what God is telling us and what these enemies are telling us, even they, in fact, can help reconcile us to God. We can then empty our earthen vessel and confess and repent and cleanse that vessel to more fully receive God's Spirit. Well, why do we have this treasure in earthen vessels? Paul says to show that the transcendent power belongs to God and not to us. The power to love our enemies is God's transcendent power, not ours. 
God's power is the only way the martyrs could die praying for forgiveness of their enemies, and the only way that we can love and gain victory over our own passions, our internal enemies. Love is the very nature of the God who is indwelling us, and he will accomplish it if we allow him to do his reconciling work and love the world through us. You know, for every angry encounter to end, someone in the encounter has to become a hero. Someone has to decide that they're going to put aside the issue of who was right and who was wrong. They're going to have to allow love to win over pride and favor mercy over vindication. This is God's work. It's what God has done for us who were his enemies. And he can transform us into that kind of a superhero. Soon we will say together the Lord's Prayer and we will ask God to forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Are we ready for God to apply to us that standard that he should forgive us just in the same way that we've forgiven other people? And after that, we're going to celebrate the great sacrament of God's forgiveness, love, and reconciliation of us, his enemies. We will approach the chalice and we will literally fill our earthen vessels with Christ, who is the transcendent power of God. Jesus reminds us to prepare for that moment. Therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar and there, remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there before the altar and first go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come offer your gift. Let us commit ourselves by faith in God's transcendent power to do the radical and seemingly impossible task of loving our enemies and allow the same God who made light shine out of darkness to do his work of reconciliation through us. Glory to Jesus Christ. For more information about St. Philip Orthodox Church, visit us online at st-philip.net.